Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move out. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. Destination listening for dedicated golfers. It is Tea to Green, the golf show. Congratulations, you have reached your destination. All you have to do, turn it up, sit back, and listen as we talk golf once again. Thanks for joining us, Jay Ritchie and Jerry Evans on the show today and on Tee to Green today. A couple of things we'll talk about. The USGA and the RNA created quite a buzz a couple of weeks ago announcing plans to address the distance problem in golf, mainly that the professionals are hitting the ball too far and they're making a lot of golf courses that they play on obsolete. Both groups, the USGA and the RNA are looking at revising regulations regarding equipment, clubs, balls, and new testing standards. Is it necessary? Is it too little, too late? Or does it miss the mark entirely? We will talk to Tim Morgan from Aspire Golf, who works with a lot of golf course owners, operators, and corporations that operate golf courses. We'll get his thoughts on that, and we'll see what the industry is thinking about the changes suggested by the USGA and the RNA for golf. Then later in the hour, despite COVID, 2020 was an amazing year for the business of golf. How amazing? Well, there was a huge jump in rounds, 6 million new and returning on-course golfers, an 8% increase in total golf participation. Turns out it was a year like no other, according to the folks at the National Golf Foundation who keep track of all those sorts of things. And we'll look at some of those amazing 2020 numbers today on Tee to Green. Sunday morning, the sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I gonna do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. It is America's longest running network radio golf show. You've heard the rest. We were here first. It's Tita Green, Scott Cuddy in Master Control, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Evans, teeing it up with Tim Morgan next here on Tita Green. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? 
popcorn. Soda. No, nothing. This has been the sounds of the old world. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at BrightSideTaxRelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. BrightSideTaxRelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit BrightSideTaxRelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to BrightSideTaxRelief.com now. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. It's the show by golfers, for golfers, Tee to Green, now on Sirius Channel 217, XM Channel 203, and the Sirius XMF. Thanks for joining us today, Jay Ritchie, alongside Jerry Evans, Scott Cuddy's in Master Control. First time in a while, we got the band back together, right, Jerry? Yeah, the whole band. We're all here, <laughs> ready, excited, and uh, raring to go. Even though in Colorado it might not be golfing weather. Oh, not even, not close, <laughs> that's for sure. Congratulations on braving the weather just to get over here from the other side of town in your house and also for leaving your bride on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, she's very understanding. <laughs> I love you, dear. <laughs> yeah. It's been around zero degrees. Right, that's for exactly right. Mm-hmm. The last 24 hours or so, and it's supposed to get even colder today. Uh, what I uh, saw and heard was the fact that it could get down to like minus 15 degrees mean temperature 
in Colorado Springs. So I don't know what it's like in your uh, neck of the woods, but we are certainly cold here in Colorado. Yeah, hopefully it's uh, and well, this is kind of slamming a lot of the country. So there's probably not going to be a lot of golf played today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you can use snowballs. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of. Uh, ties in a little bit with what we're going to talk about later in the show. We got all the new numbers from the National Golf Foundation about golf in 2020 and how uh, how it did pretty well as far as participation. And I guess I'm not totally surprised by that because if you think about it, uh, a lot of people needed to get out of the house and and do something, an activity, and golf being an outdoor sport, and you can be you know separated from whoever your playing partners are. Yeah, it's not surprising that a lot of people turn to golf because they can't necessarily play basketball inside or or you know or air hockey or whatever you want to call Contact it. Contact sports. Yeah, bowling. Yeah. What yeah. I mean, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff is mostly an inside sport and. So it's not surprising that golf had an uptick. We'll look at those numbers uh, later in the show. Right now, our first guest is standing by. It's been a while since we talked to Tim Morgan with Aspire Golf. uh, In the last couple of weeks, the USGA, together with the RNA, decided uh, after their latest distance study that enough's enough, and they're going to look at taking some action to try to dial back the, the, uh, the distance in golf, especially looking at professional golf, not so much the way you and I play and uh, everyday and weekend golfers, but uh, they think the pros are hitting the ball too far, so they're going to take a serious look at uh, at clubs, equipment, at balls, and at testing standards. And it's created quite a stir in golf, and Tim has some thoughts on that. Hi, Tim. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, Jay. Jerry, how are you doing? I, I hear it's a little chilly in your part of the world. Uh, but before, Ed, before we get before we get into the the, the weather situation, I, I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day, uh, especially my uh, the angel that God gave me, my wife Karen. She's out in California, so happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. Hope you can hear this show. So off we go. So you guys are separated on Valentine's Day by by distance. Uh, one she's on one coast, you're on the other. That, that's not unusual in our lifestyle, that's for sure. Karen was out at Pebble Beach, uh, you know, kind of helping she and her sister run the media center for the AT&T, and then she scooted down to Southern California as her mother is recovering from a knee replacement. So she's a full-service public relations person. Yeah, this, uh, this, there's schools of thoughts. There's several schools of thoughts on this uh, proposal that came out of the RNA and the USGA in the last couple of weeks. A lot of people are saying, Ah, just leave it alone. It ain't necessary. Other people are saying, well, it's about freaking time. And some people are saying it's gonna, it kind of misses the mark entirely. What, what are you thinking about that? Well, you know, it's not, it's not an easy choice to make. And I think, first off, the USA and the RNA are, are, are doing what they feel is in the best interest of promoting and protecting and preserving our sport. And, and they should be applauded for that. And yes, uh, if you look at the professional level player, you look at the high level amateur player, I don't think there's a debate that they, that individual is hitting the ball further. And there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, obviously equipment, just like anything today, uh, it's improved. You know, I think maybe, uh, car enthusiasts may argue I'd rather drive that 68 Oldsmobile 442 as opposed to what I could get today would be a little more fun, but I'm a muscle car guy, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but if you look at equipment, the way it's evolved, like anything, you look at the way the players have evolved, 
the technology of the sport for the better players who are physically able to take advantage of equipment. And then let's throw in the wild card a little bit from design, but more importantly from agronomics. Uh, my buddy Jeff Shackelford and I, we have friendly arguments all the time. Is it the club and the ball, or is it, you know, as Jeff said, it's the grass, silly. That's what's doing it. And, yes, we got the player, we have the equipment, we have the physical training of the player at the highest level, and then, and then we have agronomics. So we're treating fairways today as we treated greens 30 years ago. You're getting a drier surface, uh, less resistance on the ball, Bounce and roll has increased. So it's a kind of a combination of all the entities involved. Uh, what do we do? I don't know. I leave that up to the USGA and the RNA to figure it out. Uh, people toss the bifurcation word around. That's a tough one, too. I don't know what you guys think or what your audience thinks, but we start splitting up the rules of golf. Uh, you know, it's, it, it may throw a little more confusion into the mix. Tim, uh, i got to ask this. Uh, now, when I was watching the tournament yesterday, you saw, yes, it was a downhill uh, slope and everything like that, but you see somebody like Jordan Spieth hit the ball 384 yards. Now, that's something I would expect out of Bryson DeChambeau. So, I mean, the level of player or the, the strength of that particular player has got to come into to, into play here somewhere because I, I don't think anybody ever realistically thought that Jordan Spieth could hit a 384-yard drive. Well, you know, where did he hit it first off? Was it on 9 or 10 because both are downhill? I believe nine's not as much well, downhill it, as 10. It was downhill, yeah. So if it's downhill, it's dry. They didn't have the weather that they were expecting. It, uh, and if he catches the bounce and roll, again, fairway grass is shorter. Fairways are firmer. You have modern irrigation. You have growth regulation for turf grass. Uh, they're probably the players at that level have probably determined with their ball supplier and their club what is the best launch angle, what is the best spin rate, what is the best ball to use in the weather, in the climate, and at the altitude, which are really not at altitude because they're basically at sea level. And all that comes into play. Then you look at the players, you know, they do this every day, all day long. Uh, it's not like, you know, I'm fortunate if I can work on my, you know, go out and practice my flaws three or four times a week and, and go out and play a couple of rounds. I usually play nine holes, walk, come home, and relax. Uh, I don't train for golf. I'm not physically weak. I'm in the gym four or five days a week. But I'm also in my 60s, not in my 20s. So larger swing arcs, more club head speed. You know, I think Roger Clemens, when he was steroids or not, probably could throw a baseball at 27 far uh, harder and faster than I could throw a baseball 27. I mean, it's just the nature of the, of the, the way we progressed as a society. Um, yeah, I think when you look at look at the Open Championship golf, golf courses that the, the RNA use, I mean, these are courses that used to be an old beach. So it's, it's hard sand. It's dry unless they get rained and wind. So downhill, you know, clubs that are tailor-made for that particular player's swing, Lofts are different. I, mean, I get the biggest kick out of listening to announcers saying that, okay, Jordan Spieth is standing at 182 yards and he has an eight iron in his hand. Well, that eight iron might be a, a six and a half iron when you start putting the loft measurement to it. Uh, that, that club is specifically designed for him. He, and he also may be downhill, downwind, and he may not be playing to 181 yards where the whole location is. He may be playing to the front of the green, which is 160 yards, if the flag sticks in the back. And a lot of this information is not given 
uh, to the audience. They just want to wow the, the, the TV announcer just wants to wow the audience with saying Jordan Spieth just hit an eight iron, 182 yards. Uh-huh. Well, maybe he didn't. And then downhill is a whole different thing, let alone where you guys are in Colorado. Uh, you know, you're at altitude, so the ball go far. And I always loved playing in Colorado because I was like, wow, I can actually play this game pretty good. Uh, but altitude helps a lot. That down here in the low country, uh, we're at sea level. My, my, my golf course is 10 feet above sea level. And we have humidity and we have moisture and the ball doesn't bounce and roll. It doesn't carry as well in heavier air than it does in, in drier air. So the eight iron Jordan Speed hit might be a lot different than the eight iron you've got, you and I have in our bags. Oh, most sure. definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tim, I hear some music, so that means we need to take a break. But he's going to stick around and do a couple of segments. We'll continue on the other side talking about this uh, new debate in golf about the USGA and RNA rolling back some of the testing standards, double-checking golf balls, golf clubs, and trying to do something about too much distance for the pros in golf. Tim Morgan, our guest from Aspire Golf, will be back with more right after this. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. 
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. interviews and fun for everyone interested in golf that's what we do here every sunday on t to green the golf show jay ritchie jerry evans and our guest is tim morgan from aspire golf we're talking about the recent announcement by the usga and the rna to uh, take another look at the distance problem in golf mainly that being that the pros are hitting the ball too far and those groups are uh, looking at revising regulations regarding equipment clubs balls and new testing standards. Tim, in the past, whenever this has come up, the the quick, down-and-dirty, easy solution has been, let's just make the courses longer. Is that is that not going to work anymore? Well, make them longer for who is the first question. If it's just for the high-level tournament player, amateur or not, then whatever venue is used, I mean, there's limitations right now on, on club and ball but the ability of the athlete to take advantage of their physique and equipment and hit it better uh, is, is, a, is a whole different side issue. Most of my clients are not adding length. Uh, you know, they may be rebuilding certain aspects of the golf course, but my average client is not looking for extra length. Unless, of course, they are going to host maybe a state or national or professional event, and then they're trying to say, what can we do to the golf course? Where I live in South Carolina, there's no one here at Moss Creek other than maybe a half a dozen players uh, that go to the very back tees. We have two wonderful George Fazio golf courses, but the preponderance of our membership, and I would say 95%, play a golf course that's 6,400 yards or less. We don't need to spend the money on lengthening in our golf course. We need to spend the money on other issues. But if you're, if you're a club that is, is, uh, is out where the, the players have outgrown your golf course, well, then you're going to have to look at making changes. And that's where you get an architect in and figure out what is the best way to take advantage of your property. I think this excuse is that, you know, we're, the, the length is ruining the game and we're building 8,000-yard golf courses. I don't see a whole lot of 8,000-yard golf courses being built. Now, with the exception of, 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 of Mr. Nicholas down at, at Renegade at Desert Mountain where, you know, he revamped his 1989 design because it was it was aged, didn't need to be upgraded, and they had plenty of land. And the desire of the of the club, Desert Mountain, to maybe at some point host an event. Tax said, "Okay, we'll take the figures based on the highest level of play, and we'll put tees in positions where only the best can use them." Well, yeah, he stretched it out to I think it was eighty five hundred yards. So technically, he built an eight thousand yard golf course. But I would be 
uh, interested to see how many of the Desert Mountain members would go back there other than as a folly to see what it's like. Uh, and, and as we get into this game, I think the USGA and the PGA of America have done a wonderful job in saying play the appropriate team grounds and enjoy, enjoy the game for what it is to us. We don't make money on the game by playing. Uh, so I don't know if we need to lengthen everything just because the ball appears to be going farther for the best players in the world. Uh, there's, there's a whole lot of down uh, slippery slope when you start down that aspect. I mean, it's do we raise the basketball rim in the NBA because LeBron James is an unbelievable, arguably greatest of all time from 10 feet to 12 feet just because he has superior athletic ability? Well, what does that do to everybody else? Uh, that's that's the question. And, and sports that are that are contested on a contained playing field, i.e. tennis or hockey or basketball or football, it's, you can only do so much. Well, do you think the Green Bay Packers, and arguably there'd be some Packer fans who won the Super Bowl 55 years ago, could compete against either New England, or, excuse me, uh, Tampa or um, Kansas City last week? I don't know. That, these guys are big, fast, and strong. That's just the maturation and advancement of, of the species, of who we are. So I don't know if the length is the correct answer. I think for the best, there's got to be. I've always felt there needs to be restrictions. It would be interesting to see if if the competitor would play with a like golf ball. Okay, so we have the U.S. Open this year at, at Torrey Pines, and the people that have qualified, one of the stipulations of the competition, which goes under the local rule aspects of the rules of golf, which is, as they said in their uh, statement, the potential use of a local rule uh, in a competition would, uh, what's the word, it specify the use of a club or ball intended to result in uh, the ball not going farther. Well, now you leave it up to the host organization to determine that. Well, it would be interesting to me if everybody played with the same golf ball. That was mm-hmm. just like, you know, like baseball or football or basketball or hockey. That's the same implement. And let's see what talent does with the same implement. Then you might see who really, really is the best player. So what you're basically saying then is that uh, they should really appeal to the masses and not just set aside a course that uh, you know the the higher players can play and 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 enjoy or maybe create somewhat of a challenge for them. But when you when you downsize it a little bit, then the average player can go out there and actually have a good time. Well, I think if you look at the figures, the NGA released, we had a half a million more rounds last year. That's pretty good. That's people getting outside because well, maybe because COVID they had nothing else to do, like we, like Jerry said early in the in the in the show. But if we can stimulate interest and grow the game, I think people having enjoyment. The average player, and that's not meant to be demeaning, but the average guy or or woman that goes out there and plays and has enjoyment, then hopefully they'll come back and play again tomorrow, and then everybody in golf benefits. Okay, because you you come back and you you get another tee time, you buy another sleeve of balls. You eat in the clubhouse, you bring a guest, you take the cart, whatever it is, and you generate income. And the business of golf accelerates. Tim we're, Morgan focused is- too much, we're focused too much on the professional player. Yeah, Tim Morgan, Aspire Golf with us today on TD Green. Tim, uh, there's some, there's, there are courses out there, not the longest in the world, but uh, very difficult, and the scores have shown, have proven that. Are we maybe overlooking course design in this equation? Most definitely. Uh, I think you, you're going to see in the in the mod, what I'll say modern era, let's say the last 35 years. You know, greens have gotten bigger. 
greens have gotten flatter. And the reason they've gotten flatter is because green speed. You can't have super fast green speeds on very undulating greens or you're never going to get the ball in the hole. So while we've designed, I think design has a key, is a key factor. You look at some of the best designers, well, all those guys out there are very, very good in, in compiling a golf course for their client. But you don't have to have 7,500 yards if you have a strategic golf course that requires certain shots to be played. I mean, a thinking golf course. So you look at the Players' Championship when it came out. Pete Dye made you think for 18 holes. And then he put a diabolical set of greens. And I worked the very first Players' Championship on the ground staff in 1982. And the quote from Ben Crenshaw was, was simple. It was, you're putting from the top of the bathtub and you're trying to keep the ball from getting to the drain, which is basically impossible. So, yes, you could do design. We have a great club here in Hilton at Long Cove that Pete did early in the 80s that the greens are outstanding, but you can't get them faster than 10.5 or no one will finish. So design definitely can have impact into how the game is played, and which is going back to the players' uh, scenario, which was Dean Beeman's uh, idea back you know, 40 years ago was to build the stadium course for the best players because the, the the normal tour stop was becoming too short, too small, and not sufficient for the PGA Tour as it was growing back in the 80s. So I guess the, uh, the, the what the RNA and the USGM come out with are proposals, and now they're going to take, is, is that how it works, they're going to take public input? We'll take an overall look at everything and try to get as, as much information as they can before they make a decision, which any smart organization would do, is gather up the information, base the decision on fact and truth and, and not speculation. And I hope they do that. And they have several things involved from, you know, reducing club length, let's say, to 40, I think it was 46 inches or 45 inches. And then they've got Are a you 60 plus and love to travel? Inter- Oops. I am 60 plus and I do love to travel. So, uh, <laughs> But no, the update—they they, got to look at the, the golf ball, and, and you know. It, but again, if I try to compare it to other sports, uh, you look at uh, my favorite sport is hockey. I mean, good golly, you look at Sidney Crosby and you look at uh, Connor McDavid in Edmonton—two different statures of athletes, bigger, stronger, faster. But they're incredibly talented, so I don't care what you could give them a stick that I played with in the 70s. They still probably would tear it up. It's based on talent. But I think we need to look at it all because if you want to continue to test the best players on historic and traditional layouts, you know you can't ask Marion to start buying up homes in Ardmore so they can lengthen the second hole or the 14th hole or whatever because it's just not practical or logical. So if you want to continue to host your championships on these traditional venues, you know, then then maybe we have to do something. And again, under the local rule, you can kind of limit your equipment. All right. We'll leave it right there. To be continued, I guess, is the best best right. way to put it. Right, Tim? Well, yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, Tim, Tim Morgan, Aspire Golf, uh, with us today. Tim, thanks, uh, thanks for doing this. You brought some really good insight to the table, as you always do. Have a good rest of the weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, hopefully. Thank you, Jay and Jerry. You guys have a great day. All right, that's Tim Morgan, Aspire Golf, here today on TD Green.
outstanding uh, information there, and uh, I, I think it's going to maybe require some changes. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens down the road, and of course the USGA and the RNA will open it up for input before they actually make any kind of decision. That's always a good thing. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue on the other side. More of Tita Green straight ahead right after this. Okay, we've got Rick here, a veteran in the league who's gone 0-2 the past Valentine's Days. Do you think he can pull off a win this year? I always like an underdog, Bob, but I'm not sure about this guy. He's passing aisle three, picks up a bag of wings, he dodges the produce section. But will he pick up the heart-shaped box? Heading toward the candy aisle, he's picking up speed. Oh no, he chokes and heads straight to the checkout. Unbelievable. This close to Valentine's Day. Don't be a Rick. Make happy this Valentine's Day with a heart-shaped box of Russell Stover chocolates. Any credit card can offer cash back, but only Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped like cash so you already know there's cash inside before opening it. But in this case, it's stuffed with your first year cash back match, and you don't even have to send a thank you note. Cash back match. Only by Discover Card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover. Something brighter. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. We are your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone. It's T.D. Green. It's the golf show here every Sunday, talking golf. Jay Ritchie with Jerry Evans. Enjoyed the visit with Tim uh, Morgan from Aspire Golf about what the RNA and the USGA are thinking, and they're willing to take action uh, regarding the distance uh, 
problem, I don't know if problem is the right word, but the distance problem in golf, uh, the fact that they're willing to take action suggests they believe addressing it is worth uh, whatever blowback or criticism they might get. Uh, the end result of what's going to happen is not known, but some of the changes, Jerry, that might be forthcoming, and Tim kind of addressed this a little bit, shorter maximum club length, especially on drivers. Yeah, they were talking about going from 48 to 46. Yeah. And I think some of that may be, may be coming from Bryson DeChambeau in the he, wake of what he did at the he U.S. Said he's Open. setting the example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also, tighter spring-like effect testing limits. Uh, that that uh, that gets a little complicated, and, and a lot of uh, engineering goes into that, but it's one of the things they're also going to look at. Right. And uh, ball efficiency, which uh, Tim mentioned there. There's a lot of different paths here. Uh Dimple geometry that uh, destabilizes flights at higher speeds, raises spin, lowers overall ball speed, or some combination thereof. But Tim also made a good point. He talked about spin rate uh, on golf balls, which every golfer has their own ball designed for the way they hit it, and it affects the spin rate. Yeah, that's pro golfer. That's right, and it's kind of interesting how they, uh, you know, put that all together but when you get back to the uh, I guess about the the ball geometry I'm kind of wondering are they going to take the dimples and make a 90 degree angle out of them or a hypotenuse or something like that I don't know what exactly they can do but uh, there's a golf ball roll in the whole distance explosion that started when they introduced the Pro V1 back around the turn of the century right, right. late 90s early 2000s uh, enabled manufacturers to combine feel and performance, something that uh, they really didn't do before that in a way that the earlier generation of golf balls couldn't do. You get more distance, you get more reliable flight on full shots, and then you also get that control on or around the greens that earlier golf balls didn't provide. I'm happy just to get to get the ball close to the green if <laughs> I could do that. Well, golf ball wizard Dean Snell is the guy that pretty much invented the Pro V1 when he worked at Titleist back in the 1990s. And a couple of years ago, Snell was a guest right here on Tee to Green, and he talked about some of the technical advances in new golf balls. first project I ever worked on was a ball called Titleist Professional, and we kind of brought the whole cast urethane technology into golf, replacing the old ballata covers. Very, very different from 1990 when I started in golf. We used to just test drivers and eight irons, and that's all we tested. Now today... We're testing, you know, 30-yard chips, four-iron shots into the wind, and pretty much the total tee-to-green performance. The golf ball design has gotten um, has gotten a lot different where the distance is maxed out. We can't really do a whole lot with that, but we can do a lot with all the performance. You, you know, you hit 14 drives around, but you hit a lot of other shots that, that have performance that's needed, and that's where the technology is really going today. By the way, thank you for the cast urethane. It's been years since I split open a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old bladder covers, when you'd miss it. it, it uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because when we first started with the bladder, when you'd miss shots, you would actually damage the cover, and you could see the cover damaged. But the urethane became so durable that the threads underneath, the threads would actually break, and now we couldn't tell, we couldn't know. So the solid technology that's out today, you know, that, that came out with Strata and Pro V1, that technology that's there today, we don't have that problem. But uh, but back then, the cover was too good at the time when we introduced it, where we couldn't tell if the threads were snapping underneath. Uh, things had gotten a lot better. Working with players, 
where it was all about distance before, they would like the soft feel of the Bellato golf balls. And then when we started to bring professional and Pro V1 out, the feel got firmer, and they didn't really talk about feel anymore because they were seeing distance. So the distance chase was on. We kind of maxed that out, and now we're starting to bring feel back. There's two big technologies that have really changed. One is the core. In past designs, if you had a 100 compression core and you lowered that to 50 compression, you lost a lot of speed. And today we have technologies that can make 40 and 50 compression cores be just as fast as the old 100s. And then the second technology is the cast urethane. To me, you know, it came out in 1995 on a, on a ball that we did called Tour Prestige and then titled as Professional. Um, and it's been the staple for the tour. It's been the staple for tour balls. Its technology is really, really good because it allows you to cast it very thin, very durable, and now you can put a lot more performance into the ball by having this cover be thin. The final part that happens when you finish a golf ball design, the aerodynamics. So you can have the best product in the world, but if you don't do the aerodynamics or the dimples right, um, it could be the worst product in the world. So we do that last. So once we know the spin and the launch and the ball speed, then we, we design the aerodynamic pattern that actually optimize that for carry and roll with wind and no wind. If you're a 12 or 15 or 20 or 25 handicap, should you be playing the same ball that the guys on tour play? <laughs> you know, the, the performance of golf balls has been really pushed towards price. So, so the tour golf balls can be very expensive. In all honesty today, a tour golf ball has the same spin rate with the driver as the two-piece balls do. So that's something we've been able to design. And now when you think about uh, an 18 handicap player, that player is, is playing, and they miss 17 greens. So there's 17 par threes that they have to play. And where do you need the performance the most? It's from 100 yards and in. So when a lot of people choose low compression, very soft golf balls because they think you know they need to compress it more, that means the ball is also a low spin. And average golfers actually need spin when they get near the green. So a tour golf ball is actually very good for all players. Um, I know cost is an issue, and a lot of people don't want to spend a lot of money um, thinking they're going to lose them. But if price wasn't part of the equation, um, I, I truly believe that the tour golf ball is, is the best golf ball for all kinds of players because you play a lot of golf from 100 yards and in, and that's where you need the performance the most. Dean Snell, Snell Golf with us. Dean, I throw my golf bag in the trunk of my car. It's a hot summer day. Am I doing my golf balls any good heating them up like that? <laughs> you're not, and, and conversely, if you're in Wisconsin in the winter and it's 30, you're also not doing any good either. The golf ball performance is optimum between 70 and 90 degrees Fahrenheit. So if, if it is hot in Phoenix or some hot areas, the temperature in there can actually get well over 100, 120 degrees. I've actually had golf balls return back to me with the Serlin covers where the dimples are melted right off because they've been in a trunk. So, so if it gets too hot and the golf balls are, uh, are hot, they actually soften a little bit and they lose velocity and can add spin, which both mean short. And if it's cold in the 40 degree, it takes a long time to heat back up to warm up when it is 70 out. So they become stiffer and lose speed, which also means loss of distance. So ideally, keep them in your your house, you know, wherever you want to put them, in your locker, in your, in your pro shop, something like that. But don't leave them in your um, in your car because if you go out at 40 degrees and you play early morning and you start to tee off, that golf ball will never get to the optimum performance. And and at 40 degrees, it's about a it's about a five mile per hour ball speed loss, which is about 10 to 12 yards. 
Some thoughts on the golf ball there from Dean Snell, the golf ball guru. If you play a Pro V1, he's the guy that actually came up with the Pro V1 for Titleist back around 20, 25 years or so ago. So what would be the ideal temperature to use if you're going to go out and play? He said, uh, what did he say? He said between uh, 70, uh, is that what it was, between 70 and 90 degrees? Yeah. Because I, yeah. I was wondering, you know, because if it's too hot, you have a problem. If it's too cold, you have a problem. But so. It's for optimum performance, I guess, between 70 and 90. So yeah. we can hit the ball over 200 yards, both you and I, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, basically what we're looking at is a combination of the of technology being at a level where it's never been before, and then you got golfers, better training, better fitness at a level that they've never been before, and uh, the USGA and the RNA are looking at that and said, maybe we need to step in. I think really the catalyst for you know the physical training has to be Tiger Woods because when he came along, uh, I think he you know adopted all the the strength and the conditioning and, and everything like that, and a lot of the players were left behind, and that's why he went on to such great stardom. And uh, for him to to have done that and inspired the other players, I think that had a lot to do with it. Okay, let's go to the, the other thing we wanted to talk about on the show today, and that is it's been about one year ago when the World Health Organization officially named the disease caused by the coronavirus COVID-19. Since then, what happened to golf over the past 12 months has been amazing. There's been a huge jump in rounds, 6 million new and returning on-course golfers, an 8% jump in total golf participation. Basically, it turned out to be a year like no other, and that surprised a lot of people in the golf business, but maybe it shouldn't have. Last summer, during the height of the pandemic and all the lockdowns, Joe Bennett of the National Golf Foundation was on the show, and he told us here on Tee to Green the participation numbers were already starting to look pretty good. Golf yeah, is so. almost an ideal outdoor activity for people to engage in. You know, it lends itself to to social distancing being played on you know, 150 acres with, you know, maybe only 100 people spread out across that. It's less than, more or less than that in many cases, spread out across that, that 100 acres. So, and golf courses immediately stepped up and started removing bunker rakes and, you know, uh, guiding golfers to leave the flag in and covering up ball washers and, you know, hard surfaces that other people might have touched. So, yeah, we saw it as a, as a possibility. And, you know, you might be surprised that almost half of the golf courses never closed. They were not required to, nor did they. So when we started measuring right at the very beginning in our first national poll of golf courses, and we, we repeat this poll every week, and we have repeated it every week now, we call it a random sample of golf courses across the country, we found that about half, 48%, were still open for play, even if they were with restrictions like one person per cart, you know, 12 to 15-minute tee time intervals, et cetera. When courses did start to reopen and you advocated for that, was there any, did you get any pushback from the public or maybe from some of the, some of the government entities? We didn't personally get that, get that pushback at NGS, but you probably read about it like I did in, in, in various places where, you know, people were opposed to anything. And, and you know, there was the, the thought did cross our minds that the optics of this for golf might not be favorable, given that nine out of ten people do not play golf, to think that the golfers, you know, were being granted this privilege that 
nine out of ten people weren't create could create some some issues for for golf. Although I don't think that that happened. Even even with longer tee times, etc., the tee times are booked solid for days and days in advance, and the golf courses are are very busy. That's Joe Bettitz, the National Golf Foundation, on tee to green last summer. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, when you look at the overall numbers, you have to take into account that uh, the fact that a lot of people wanted to get outdoors, you know, because they were, as he said, uh, <laughs> looking for something to do because they were kind of, you know, you know, cabin fever, whatever you want to call it, yes. even though it was in the summer. So you saw the youth, the beginners, the women, the non-Caucasians that um, certainly see the, saw the numbers jump up. Youth increase was 630,000. Beginners, first-time golfers, up by 570,000. Women, an increase of 450,000. And minorities were up by 320,000. Overall, play last year, Jerry, was up 13.9% over 2019, putting the new year-end total at about 500 million rounds. Now, if you see an increase of 2 to 3%, you're probably very happy. To see 13-something percent, that's just amazing. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So the, the, now, the, now the key is, can golf keep those new players and the women and the minorities and the kids? Can they get them, keep, them, keep them coming back? Well, let's hope so. Yep. We'll come back. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more Tita Green right after this. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if If you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. 
Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. The fastest hour in radio, the quickest hour in golf, another hour of T to Green, just flying by with Jerry Evans. I'm Jay Ritchie. Roscoe, the rock star dog, is here, and he's happy to see you. Yes, he is. He's been on my lap like ten times already. So. <laughs> In golf this week, well, the big tournament going on, it's the only one, the only major one, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Missing the celebrities this year, though, there's no Bill Murray and there's no uh, Ray Romano or Toby Keith or George Lopez or any of the celebrities that usually play in that because, of course, COVID has changed the equation a little bit. But the golf has been interesting, and Jordan Spieth making another run at winning a tournament. Yeah, he is, and uh, maybe he's back. You know, A lot yeah. of people have been wondering where he's been. He made a good run last week, but he faltered in the final round. We'll see how he does today. He takes a two-shot lead into the last round today. Jordan Spieth at 13 under par. And a whole bunch of guys, Patrick Cantley, Daniel Berger, Nate Lashley, Russell Knox, Tom Hogue, are 11 under, two shots back. Then you got Paul Casey, Jason Day, a couple others who are at minus 10, three back. And then uh, Will Gordon, Max Homa, minus nine, four back. You notice not a lot of big names in there? Right, right. Only uh, no players in the top ten in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am this year. Why is that? I don't know. The biggest names were guys like Phil, Ricky Fowler, David Duvall, John Daly teed it up. They all missed the cut. Well, that has something to do with it, I'm sure. Yeah, so... so but anyway, the final round today of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am on the Monterey Peninsula. They're in Northern California. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. One yeah. of these days, you and I will get to play that course. Amen to that. Since you're, we, you're, since you're we inherited up, a whole bunch of money. You're picking up the tab, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. you got Okay, move on. Well, Scott's not far from there. We'll get Scott in on it, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all right. Maybe you can get us a tea time. Our thanks today to Tim Morgan for joining us from Aspire Golf. Hope you enjoyed our conversation and all the good stuff that Tim always brings to the table, talking about the distance factor in golf and what the USGA and the RNA might do about it in the very near future. That's going to do it for Scott Cuddy and Master Control. For Jerry Evans, I'm Jay Ritchie. Thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, Jerry, hit them long and hit them straight. Have a